wonderful. At least he was that. Closing her eyes, she was lost into the ether of nothingness. Christo Wellingham waited until the minion of Berreau had gone before crossing the room to slide the heavy slats of oak into place. It never trusted locks, for a soul well-versed in the art of picking them could take but a moment to force his way through any door. Neither did he trust the fact that Etienne Berreau had sent this whore to him as a gift. The man was a scoundrel and a cheat, working for the French police in a way that was blatantly illicit, and this offering was undoubtedly another of his attempts to gain favour and benefit from the world surrounding the Chateau Giraudon. Looking down at the girl, Christo doubted that she was as inexperienced as Berot claimed her to be, with her plumped-up lips and overdone face powders. She smelt of cheap drink and old perfume, the sort that was sold in the markets on a Monday, where the boulevard de Clichy crossed into the Place de Blanche. Still, to give Barreau some due, she was indeed striking, though he doubted the overlong blonde curls to be her own, wound as they were around her hips, and catching the firelight in a way that seemed patently false. Tweaking a single lock, he let it fall across her ample breasts with their pale pink nipples and a smattering of freckles. Freckles! God! Swiping his hair, Christo moved back, afraid suddenly of the immensity of desire that ran through him. Barreau had his reasons in trying to sweeten a deal between them, he supposed, for the wide and varied circle of acquaintances flowing through the chateau represented a great cross-section of Paris society, making any gathering of information infinitely easier. The girl moved, her hair falling from the line of her breast, and his body tightened unbidden, he loosened the folds of fabric around himself. Already the small whistles of slumber came from her breathing. The sleep he had seen in her blue eyes taken with all the speed of one who was not quite cognizant. Drugs or wine? With the telltale odour of alcohol on her breath, he determined it to be the latter. Brandy, probably, and a dosage that was far too high for a woman so slight. If she died here, his fingers closed around one shapely calf and he shook her awake, pleased when her eyes opened again. What's your name? He didn't particularly want to know it, but if he kept her talking, she might give him some clue as to Barreau's intentions. And with the way Fouche's forays into politics were shaping up, that could be more than useful. The candlelight reflected in her pale eyes, and she remained silent sensual, worldly, a voluptuous and erotic token from a man used to blackmailing and bribing his way into power. Why here and now? His mind ticked over the timing as he tried to determine what Berreau might gain tonight in his desire to have her in this room with him. The codes he'd been working on were close to being finished. Had the French police some word of that? Even a glance from a practiced eye might unearth secrets that would be better hidden, and Christo was well experienced in the fact that spies were most efficient when their form was unexpected. The clock on the mantel chimed the hour of eleven, 
and downstairs in the salons, another bout of debauchery was in full flight. There were sounds of women laughing, a bottle being decorked, and the louder chance of men made loose with sex and spirits. Once, he would have been amongst them, taking his chances with courtesans who welcomed his attentions. But he hadn't for an age now, the ease of orgasm no longer an opiate for what his life had become. The girl before him moved suddenly, her scent potent, and his fingers dropped away. She was young to be so very badly used, and Beraud's taste in the intimate arts had never been simple. Two marks on her left thigh caught his attention, the burn of raised blisters sitting strangely against alabaster skin. When he leant forwards to touch the wounds, she did not flinch, but watched him under languidly hooded lids.